This is a HeadGum Podcast. And we're back with the scroll down here with Marcel Araguayo. That's me and Nicole Thurman. That's her. And we are so happy to be back. Um, and we're happy to have you guys listening. Nicole, how the fuck are you? Girl, good. Um, just living the dream. I've been working a lot and enjoying. This is my first uh, job that I've had that's like almost all Zoom. So I've just been like seeing what that life is like. It's mm. pretty intense. Can you, I can't imagine people that have like nine to fives that have been working these jobs on Zoom for this long. And I can't understand why people want to work from home on Zoom for so long. It just feels like it makes your like your brain is you have to be so engaged the whole time that I'm just like mm. mm-mm, I, I my face goes dead. Do you feel like you need to be like dressed up when you're doing this all day? Like how where is that? Where is that line for you? I do wear regular pants to work cuz oh, I feel like there's like fancy. Yeah, I feel like there's like if I if I wore sweatpants I would be more tired and also feeling maybe depressed cuz I'm like working at home so I've been wearing pants. Right. What's the thing where it like makes your face look better, the filter? Mm-hmm. I just put that on and I'm like, "Well, now my skin looks smooth. I do have right. a couple lights that I put up so that I can at least look well lit." But mm-hmm. um yeah. Well, that's good. You feel more more professional that way. But yeah, it's been really fun. It's like a nice writer's room. Everybody's great. Oh, yeah. I saw that you got into like a little tiff on Twitter. What was going well, on there? It, I mean, a little tiff. Oh, my God. I have a big tiff. I, you know, the, you know, the Rittenhouse shit went down, which was crazy. We all know. And like, I, I've gotten to that point where I don't fucking dwell on the shit. I don't dwell on. I mean, obviously, it was obvious. We all knew what the fuck was going to happen. And then I just was like, hey, guys, just a friendly reminder to fucking serve your jury duty. And uh, if you if you can, like, do it if you if your only excuse is you don't want to or something like that. I don't even remember the fuck I said. But um, people went fucking crazy on me. And and rightfully so. Like, I, it, that's a high emotional day. I'm not going to be tripping about it. Uh, about people getting mad. I also was not ratioed, so that's also very important because I was I was mostly right. Um, I w- I'll say to people that I do agree that it, maybe the timing was off, but you know whatever. I, I don't usually give a fuck about that shit. Um, it's really crazy when like some crazy shit goes down, and like your brain will like automatically go to a solution. Like okay, we obviously we're not going to change the system today. Like what are the little things we can do on a regular basis? And on a daily basis. And I was just like, yo, serve jury duty if you can. But then it was just cracking me up because Twitter did that thing where like they made it about themselves when it specifically didn't apply to them. Because I had like people being like, well, it doesn't pay anything and I can't afford the time off. And I was just like, bitch, then I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people who do not want to. And that's their only reason they try to get out of it. And then I was cracking up because people were like, you can't just try to get out of it. People lie on the stand all the time. They, I know people that just say whatever they want to get out of, out of jury duty. And I implore you guys, try to get an innocent person to remain innocent. That's really what I'm trying to say, you know, right. because it's like that Kyle shit was wild, but like that was a mess to begin with. There was, we all knew what the outcome was going to be, but it's like, I always think about low level crime or bullshit incidents where it's like, just, just fucking look out for people. Mm-hmm. Just like pay attention. Just get people out. Yeah. Like, like it's kind of like, I think probably, well, first of all, I saw that tweet. It went up in like five minutes later, it had like 800 likes. So I was like, this right. thing's going viral, which right. means you're automatically going to yell and get, in, like, people right. are going to be crazy no matter what. And they're always going to be like, this specifically applies to me. And this is why I disagree. And it's like, do you right. see, like she tweeted it to 40,000 people, not just you. Um, right. 
But yeah, I think it's one of those, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know. I personally didn't find it poorly timed. I think it's this, it's almost like when you say, when something bad happens and you're like, vote or whatever. And it's like, well, that's not, it's like, yeah, of course, that's not the only solution, but it is a small solution that we can actually, like an action that we can actually take. And I think people forget about those things. They don't want to talk about those things. They don't want to talk about the the actual, the actual power of the people. (laughs) I mean, that's what's funny to me because I'm like, you guys realize it's power is in the people. And that's what I'm really getting into. Too, but there was a account I follow, um, a son of Baldwin, who made this tweet or thought that was like uh, bigots will put all their differences aside for the common goal. And like, God, I was like, yeah, like, that's it. And that's the reality of things. And someone had been like, you should just lie to get on the jury, which I was like, well, I mean, if that's what you want to do, like, I'm not going to say not to. (laughs) And then someone was like, if you have to lie to get on, that means that the system is broken. They're like, yeah, but the system is broken. So I'm going to lie to get on because it's broken and I'm going to do my part. And then someone else was like, it's not like racist or getting and jury doing being like, I'm racist. I can't be around these Chinese people. They're not going to say that. They don't fucking say that shit they know how to finagle their sentences so the shit is not a lie it's withholding information which is not a lie um anyways thank you for asking me because i really wanted to talk about it nicole yeah i feel you man i feel you it's like weird when these tweets go viral and you're like listen i just need like there's no nuance on the internet we both know that so we can talk about it in real life and talk about our differences what we agree with what we're trying to say when we say something like that and i personally think like you're just saying something of like, this is what I think you could be doing. And a lot of times when something bad happens, people want to make a solution, which, you know, other people want to scream. People have high emotions. Sure. But like some people, their response is to have a solution. And that's what you thought of in the moment. And it's literally like, y'all just let it be, let it be the, let it be like a good natured, uh, well-intended statement. That's all it is. (laughs) What cracked me up was that people were like, this is what you got from the written house. And I was just like, no, that's actually, that's something I've fully believed in for like 15 years. This is like a real thing that I've, I've really stood behind. Um, it's just that sometimes they, people, it hits people harder at different days, which is also why the fuck you say these things. It's like, you know, to get people talking about it because I also was cracking up cause I was like, man, people are fucking pissed, which is fine. You can be pissed at me all you want, but like you take that energy with to your family, present that idea to your family and how are they going to react? Because some people will probably be like, what does that even mean? Oh, I've never thought about that or, or, or disagree with you. And that's fine too. But I'm just saying like, I, I do love throwing thoughts out that I hope that people are having other deeper conversations with the people in their lives, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Definitely. Because yeah, because that's the people that need to be reached. Like you're just yelling into a echo chamber. If you're just talking with your friends and you guys all have the exact same opinion. It's also like, if you disagree with me and then you talk about it with your parent and your parent is like, well, yeah, she has an interesting point because of A, B and C. Like it allows you to have another type of conversation. I just don't mean with just conservatives because uh, that's Uh. again, like a circle of a conversation. I'm always fascinated when you think your friends are going to agree with you and then you present them with maybe a thought they haven't heard before. And then they're like, well, fuck, I never thought about that. Why would you do that? That mm-hmm. it, or that's, I hope, I don't know. Definitely. I don't know. Definitely. <laughs> Did you do anything fun this weekend? How about that? 
fun. Yeah, it was just like a nice, like, chill weekend. I went on a hike with my friend. And, like, I don't – it is like that when you're working. I don't know. I truly – I mean, I know I, I I feel, like, very, like, a jerk being like, I don't know how you guys do it. But it's true. Like, when you work – I work 9 to 3. And we have, we, have, we have nice breaks, like, mixed in there. But I'm still just like, that's not enough time off. Saturday and Sunday, usually Friday night, you're just tired, so you don't want to do right. anything. And then Saturday, you maybe like run a couple errands and then try to laundry. go out. Yeah, yeah laundry. Yeah. Like, it's just a lot. So, yeah, I just, plus it's like, I don't know. I don't even ever want to do anything. The sun goes down at 3 p.m. and I'm sleeping. So, <laughs> how about you? Did you do anything fun? I just hang out with the girls. We went yeah. to get pizza and beers and, and we ate a lot of yummy food. It was also just funny because we went to this restaurant, this, this, fucking kid took our order which we knew he was a kid but whatever and then um and and sandy orders a tangeray and soda that's what mm-hmm. she gets tangeray and soda and then um this motherfucker comes back he's like oh we don't have that and i looked at the bar i saw the tangeray bottle and i was like yeah you do i can see it right there and he was like what oh what, what and then he like she was like oh you do have like she asked for a different type of gin and then he went to his manager and the manager starts walking over, like does a little eye roll thing. And then the kid comes back and he was just like, oh, I thought you said a, a thousand uh, something and da, da. And we were like, what? <laughs> and then the manager finished because he was rolling his eyes, making his way over to us. And he just goes, he just turned 21. And we were like cracking up. We're like, yeah, OK, that makes sense. He also just looked like uh, like Jack Harlow, but in Tracy, California. So he was more like whack Harlow. Like he looked so goofy and like. Like, kind of white trash, but also, like, you could tell he was mixed, you know? He had a little trucker backwards hat on, and it's like, bro, we can see the texture. Come That's on now. so funny. <laughs> poor thing. He's living in the 201. It is, it is what it is. You got to choose sides sometimes. It's funny. One t- one year for Halloween, I dressed up as white trash, and then I was like, bitch, what are you doing? Because you know I'm half white. Sometimes we get confused. And I'm like, the thing is, I can say it, but everybody do see me. They do see me. So it's not going to work. <laughs> And I truly didn't even think about it until like the end of the night. I was like, I'm not white trash. Like, That's it's not going to work. Plus, That's maybe that co- costume is offensive enough. So, you know, if you're listening to this, just don't tell anybody. <laughs> Why Carlo? We want to apologize. I want to apologize for calling you Why Carlo. Um, I'm a different person than I was five seconds ago. Yeah, you're not like Harlo. You're just a poor little young boy confused by gin names. I remember He's an too, island like, boy island from the 209. Oh, yeah. He's just a little island boy. All right, girl, you ready to scroll it down? Yeah, let's do it. So let's scroll down. Starting off with the main character. On the main character. Who's main character. You're trending. Main character. Today, actually, this is trending today. It's uh, it's Monday as we record this. Um, but uh, Ridley Scott did an interview where he was on Mark Maron's WTF podcast. Did you hear about this? I did hear about it. Yeah. He was talking about his career and Mark Maron was like, oh, wow, you had like these big movies this year, The Last Duel and The, and the House of Gucci. And then um, actually The Last Duel ended up totally tanking. It only made $27. I like how 27, it made $27, $27 million. <laughs> what if tanking. it had only made $27? It was like six people bought a ticket. Um, I but no, it made $27 million. What'd you say? Just his family, his mom, his dad bought tickets. Twenty seven. That's $27. His dad did Lee Scott, his mom mid Lee Scott. That'd be funny if that was their names. But anyway, the movie had like, it was the movie that had Matt Damon. It should have been a huge movie. I mean, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were in a movie together for the first time since Goodwill Hunting, maybe. And then Adam Nobody Driver, cares. Jodie Comer. 
What do you think? Nobody cares. And nobody, nobody cares, cares anymore. Is JLo mm-hmm. in it? Nobody cares. Exactly. We don't give a shit unless JLo is standing next to Ben Affleck. Um, so yeah, he said, so Ridley Scott was like complaining cause he said Disney did a good job promoting the movie, which I fucking disagree with. I feel like I didn't see any promotion. I just saw some posters with horrific, uh, wigs and hair pieces. Um, I challenge you to a duel. No, I didn't right. see that commercial either. I don't even know what it was about. Like, I didn't see I anything. No he idea. said that the reason that it didn't do well was because mm. of apathetic millennials. He said, I think what it boils down to what we got today are the audiences who were brought up on these fucking cell phones. The millennium do not even want to be taught anything unless you're told it on a cell phone. He made up a word with millennium. What do we think about this? I I mean, we think it's stupid. We think that he is an idiot. I mean, the first of all, the last duel. All right. You already lost me. There's some kind of fight going on. Um, and then, yeah, you bring down the fucking Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jody Comer, who Jody is great. I mean, these are all great actors. Jody, one of the top actresses I've ever fucking seen. I love her. But, but <laughs> another white movie. I mean, I am over it. I'm over it. I am too. Um, like, and it's also like, this is why these superhero movies do well. This is not a superhero movie. I'm saying superhero movies do well because people know the action and the story and the the, the storyline, and we we know and we're committed and we're cool with it. And that's uh, like, I feel like action. I mean, superhero movies are like such a good compromise uh, for family movies. I'm not sure what this was rated, um, but I also just crack up that he's like. They don't want to be taught anything unless you're told it on a cell phone. It's like, what? What does that even mean? Like, he's basically like saying that if they're, I don't, I don't, again, don't know the context of this, but this feels like he's upset because people probably said the movie wasn't very good. And then they shared that on their cell phone. And when people read it on their cell phone, they're like, okay, then I'm not going to watch it. Not realizing that this is not a cast people are excited to see. First of all, Adam Driver is in every fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can see Adam Driver all across the board on any fucking movie right now. Ben and fucking Matt as a formula we already know, mm-hmm. you know? Jody was the only one I actually feel bad for because she's actually really fucking good, in my opinion, better than these dudes. This is yeah. supposed to be her first blockbuster, but, you know, yeah. what what is he talking about? I don't know. It just looked, ter- to me, it just looked terrible. Matt Damon had like this fucking weird mullet thing going on and a huge soul patch beard situation. It was like really bad. It did get good reviews on like Metacritic and stuff like that, but like that doesn't really, it wasn't, I feel like it wasn't promoted. I don't even know what he's talking about, about learning stuff on your cell phones. Like, is your movie a documentary? Uh, is that why you think that we don't want to learn from your movie? No, because it's like we weren't going to learn anything. We were just going to be entertained by it and nobody wanted to be entertained by it. That's all there is to it. Yeah. It's just weird. I feel like it's really easy. It's that thing where it's like really easy to blame young people and the way that they get their information or media now. But it's like, first of all, bitch, if you think that we look at, because part of what he said was like, it's Facebook doing it. Okay. Well, if you think that everybody's seeing shit on Facebook, then advertise your movie on Facebook or put your whole fucking movie on Facebook. That's what the bigger, you know, studios have been doing since the pandemic started, putting it on streaming services. I'm pretty sure this one was just in theaters. I mean, why can't he blame the pandemic? Like, blame the pandemic if that's the, you know, the that's issue the easiest is, thing. Is theater goers, because that, that's also true. It's like people aren't going to theaters. and They are there. It's a small percentage. 
Um, like I've definitely seen commercials that they'll show a movie and then the end will be like only in theaters. And I'd be like, Oh, I'm not watching that. I'm not watching that. Yeah. That's yeah. Not happening. Just blame the pandemic. That's what half the fuck boys I went on dates with did this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be smarter, uh, but people are shitting on him. Cause they're just like, uh, what is that? That, that dude, the other Disney movie that came out and made $224 million with the, the whole Asian cast written, directed and starring, um shang shang chi oh yeah 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 i just think it's funny because that shit made uh 224 million dollars and yeah is like bro sorry but people don't want to watch boring ass stories about white people in a duel we've seen those movies we've seen the movies mm-hmm. with all white casts it's not that exciting for people anymore and yeah and like the thing is like I don't know who is a big off box office draw. Maybe Adam Driver still, but other than that, like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, they're fine, but it's not going to excite anybody to go see no. the movie. It's just like whatever. It's just another Won't thing. Won't even that excite J Lo. She's gonna be like, no. <laughs> um, I, you know, the harder they fall was so good, mm-hmm. and it was so well acted, and it was well written. It was a great story and based on true characters. And that's what cracks me up about his line, too, where it's like, this is based on real people. People learn shit like the biographies of these characters that were based on real people were circulating the Internet. Mm -hmm. And that's what's also funny is like if he again, what you said, it's like if he believes that people are only reading shit or learning shit on their cell phones, then why aren't they learning about your fucking movie on their cell phone? Like, oh, you know, like problem solution, you know? I mean, it is funny, though, that he talks about it on Mark Maron's podcast. Mark Maron is so good at getting people to be messy. Yeah. He's so good at that. He's so that. messy. He's such yeah. a mess. And it's really funny that he, like, brings it out of people. Probably, like, it probably took him, like, into the 65th minute. That's when he started getting messy because he just got way too comfortable at Mark's house. It's interesting because I was thinking that, too. Like, I was like, why did he even say anything? And that must be why, because Mark Maron brings out the messy. I like it. Well, good luck to you, Ridley Scott, on the House of Gucci. I'm sure the House of Gucci will do well, and then it'll make you feel good about yourself again. Well, you won't have to and that's about the other thing. Else. House of Gucci is going to do great, and it's because Lady Gaga is a huge star. Everybody's been waiting for her to fucking do another movie. Like, that is the difference. Is like, we're not excited about these other people, these other actors that you have booked on this fucking movie. So I'm, like, excited for her to do great because it's going to be because of her, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've been looking fly as hell on these red carpets. Another thing that we wanted to talk about in the main character is a clip that I'm sure most of you have seen is Isaiah Stewart flipping out uh, over LeBron hitting him in the face. And you watch this, right? Yeah, I just watched it. It was crazy. It goes on for two and a half minutes. I got so horny watching this clip. I love watching men fight. It is hilarious to me. And like, and they didn't really fight. They just like, oh, hold me back, bro. Hold me back. That's like the, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Is he going to get him? Is he not? I get really into it. Um, I keep watching the like foul part of it too, because it's at the very beginning and it, it's oh, really he kind of elbowed him. Well, right? it, there's an angle from the hoop and you see that it looks like he elbows him, but actually he fucking smacks him in the face with the oh. like back of his hand or some shit like that or the side of his hand and he smacks him and he fucking looks at him and it was that thing where he's like yeah this is not because at first you're like i think he's just kind of accident i think maybe but you watch it in slow-mo and he literally does one of these and then he just goes what like really fast with his hand to the point where you're just like yeah that's not an accident like you wanted to hit him but you were not anticipating as him 
his skin cutting open and bleeding profusely and him mm-hmm. losing his temper because I mean that's the thing about sports especially basketball because you're right in each other's faces like these motherfuckers talk shit you know mm-hmm. whether it's real or just bullshit shit talking on the, on the court mm-hmm. but like you know you fucking push somebody's buttons too far and you know and they're, and they're in the heat of the game and yeah uh, it, someone's gonna flip out that's what they're happened all fired we all fired up yeah, we were all anticipating Malice in the Palace Part Two, uh, <laughs> but we didn't get it. And but it, but they LeBron got um, suspended for the first time in his 19-year career, and Isaiah Stewart got suspended as well. Um, and I loved it. I love that. Like, I remember when I played basketball, that part when people are doing the free throws and you're just like standing next to people getting right. ready to get the ball, it gets intense. And like yeah. that was when I would always get the most pissed off at other people like other girls because i would just be like what the fuck is wrong with you like quit pushing me you know like you get that like yeah. little like that anger that like boils inside of you so i'm sure when then he uh, on top of it gets smacked and starts bleeding it's like okay you know what i'm gonna fuck you up lebron james right. but yeah it's crazy the craziest part to me was i mean yes of course how long it took for them to just get him off the court but then when he like they when they oh. finally got him off how he ran I was he like, knew he, he could go do? all the way around. He could go all the way around to the other locker room. That's what he was trying to do, and they were just like, oh, fuck. So they were, like, so... telling the Lakers that he might come out from the other side. That is so crazy. <laughs> you don't get that shit when you watch those fucking Real Housewives or whoever the fuck, because all that shit's scripted, and no one ever wants to talk about it, and that's why I like this, because it's, like, real drama happening in real time, and supposedly LeBron tried to get his number afterwards, like, they could talk it out, like, men, um, but in my head, I was like, bro, you can't try to be the one extending an olive branch when you're the one that smacks someone in the face with a fucking olive branch, like, you can't do that, that's not how that shit works. Yeah, like, what is there to talk about? You fucking being like, sorry, I smacked you in the face, I wanted to do it, but now I'm sorry? <laughs> like, you're not sorry. I realize how strong I am as a six foot fucking ten whatever I don't know what the fuck he is but like you're a big dude he's a big dude like you can't just be flagrantly hitting people or you can and you get fucking knocked the fuck out too because that's the other thing right mm-hmm. I mean because that's what they're yeah they're they're I don't I don't think they're equal in height but they're just about so it's like mm-hmm. yeah if you, he wants to fight you bro what are you gonna do you gotta fight him <laughs> that yeah. so hot I mean, it was smart for LeBron to kind of pull back and be like, you know what? Let me walk away. I'm going to be on this side because the fans are watching, you know, and they they take after whatever you do. These fucking loser ass fans are going to replicate. That's what they are. They're fucking little dummies. Yeah. And um, so, you know, props to him for not, you know, re- reacting, even though it was his fault. But right. I was just talking about that the other day about um, the elevator with Solange, Jay-Z and mm. Beyonce and how like mm-hmm. Solange was just beating the shit out of Jay-Z and Beyonce was like, mm, I'm not getting caught up in this shit. So she just stood there and yeah. the, knew the camera was going to be in the corner and she was not trying to get caught up. I just think it's so funny when people all this, it's like, that's how LeBron was like, wait a second. Yeah. Then he can look like the, he can look like the good guy in a way. Cause the other guy's bleeding and screaming and running. Right. And I guess that's also the other thing as a person who reacts when something happens like I, I knew once Isaiah once we saw that blood on Isaiah's face I was like oh no he has every right to be flipping out like he obviously has anger issues 
Uh, but I also was like, when when do we just say like, oh, he's overreacting? Like to me, he did not overreact. Like a motherfucker slaps you in the face, backhands you while you're doing your dream job. Imagine you're doing your dream job and you get backhanded and you start bleeding. Yeah. Which also he already knows I fucking can't play and I'm not going to be able to play. Mm-hmm. I can't even see out of my eyes. Look, I had blood. Mm-hmm. And um, I, so for me, I was like, you piece of shit, LeBron. Why did you do that? Yeah, Why did you do that? Weird. That's weird. Do they weird. have offstage drama? <laughs> yes, I said stage. Do they have offstage drama? <laughs> I guess not because they don't got the digits. But, you know, people don't oh, yeah. don't fuck with LeBron for multiple reasons. Yeah. When the video was first being circulated, it was like, why is he so fucking angry? And it's like, bitch, you see the blood on his face? Right. Let him be mad. Let him be mad. Let right. him be mad. Right. And you don't know what LeBron was saying to him. Exactly. LeBron been bothering him the whole game. Could have said something about his mama. You don't know. Also, Isaiah Stewart, put a little extra lotion on your face because then it won't get cut as easily when you get slapped oh Oh my god (laughs) maybe your face is a little dry it is winter i understand however that's symptomatic Mm -hmm. and with that we're gonna take a little break we'll be right back so i wanted to talk about my internet crush of the week i have one Oh, baby. Ooh, I got a crush on the internet. Mm. I have an internet crush. Let's hear it. Who is it? It's really, it's not a person. I have, I love having a crush on concepts. Okay. <laughs> and that's the kind of person I am. Um, I actually, you know what? I technically do have an internet crush. Who okay. is it? So did you watch the AMAs last night? No, I didn't watch them. That's okay. You got a full-time job. You had to do your laundry and take a nap. I get it. I um, It was actually really good. Latin Grammys were also last week, and they fucking were so bad. But the AMAs were crack-a-lacking. More money, I'm assuming. Anyhow, Cardi B did a great job hosting. But my internet crush... Well, actually, now I have two now that I'm actually thinking about it. The first one is that fucking guy from that song. I don't even know their name. This is how unprepared I am. Um, Thank you. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You know that song? Yeah, who is that? So that I don't know. That band was on. I don't know who they are. Um, they're European, I, I think. And that lead singer, I was like, oh, like that reminded me like of when the crushes I had when I was a 12 year old girl like that white ass pale ass skin with the fucking like kind of emo rocker look and uh-huh. he also had like that cool nose I love a good nose when he went to the side and he ha- he showed his nose I was like oh god I love a nose I love oh, a nose yeah. some people talk about like a, a pussy oh. eating nose <laughs> have oh, you heard about funny. this no. Like this Ashley Ray. Do you know Ashley Ray on Twitter or in, yeah, in, in life? Okay. So she's like a comedian. She wa- she like talks about TV a lot. And she was watching this Aaron Hernandez documentary whenever that was like a couple years ago. And she was talking about his pussy eating nose, which more, more or less just meant like kind of a big nose. Kind oh, okay. of like they have like a ridge and it's like a big, more prominent nose. And it's good for like, it, oh, it gives yeah, a little extra action. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I mean, that's not, that is nice. I do agree with that. Yeah. That's I think it has it, more though. to do with my Middle Eastern roots where mm-hmm. I just love, I do, I don't just love a big nose, which I do love big noses, but I love a weird nose. Mm. Like I have a homie who has this interesting nose and I, like when we were early in our friendship, I was like, what, where's your nose from? And he's like, excuse me. I was like, your mom or dad's side, who gave you that beautiful ass nose? It's just some, one of the most unique noses I've ever seen. And uh, they covered begging to get into. Oh. 
Oh, they covered it. I was like, because I was looking at this band and I was like, they do not look attractive. This can't be the band. Yeah, Maniskin. I don't know how to pronounce it because it has that accent over the A and I'm American. So my my schooling on pronunciation. This guy shows up in my... um, my explore page on Instagram all the time. Really? I had no idea who he was. Yes. I need to look him up. He, he, I literally just thought of it. I, I hadn't even, I wasn't prepared to talk about this. He is like legit. I haven't, I haven't seen. Yeah. Look at him. Funny. Yeah. He's cute. That's so funny. He's always in my explore page and I'm like, who is this bitch? Yeah. He does look like someone you would like. <laughs> let's, let's start there. It's pro- yeah, it's probably because it's based off of the other men that you have followed and stalked. It, you may like the singer from Maniskin. Yeah, he uh, he got me. I'm not going to lie. I actually, I got up because I do like that song. That song is great. Um, and I got up to dance with, with the dog and I was like, yeah, man. and I got like hypnotized. I actually stopped because I was like, this man is doing it for me. And I haven't had a man, like a celebrity man, like do it for me in a minute. Like, mm-hmm. like a surprise, you know, yeah, like yeah. at this point, if I have a crush on a celebrity, I've developed the crush. I've done my research, <laughs> you know, like with Jonathan Majors, when I saw that Vogue thing, I was like, I think I might be attracted to this man. Mm-hmm. And then I got to watch him do more stuff and I got super into him. Um, but this fool just came out of nowhere because I don't really follow rock and shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> Shout out to that fool. I don't know what the fuck your name is. Yeah, um, I could what? probably look it up. Cute. Damian oh, wait, it's like Damiano David. Yeah. Damiano, Damiano David. Damiano David. He wears eyeliner, has a very square jaw, and sex appeal. The internet crush I had prepared was um, this clip of Bad Bunny getting asked by an interviewer uh, some questions about his career and his year. And Bad Bunny just straight up is like, I don't understand you. <laughs> I don't speak English. The guy talks for so you. long. The guy's just like, hey, man, you had a great career. Everything's been going really well for you. You've been really busy. And, and like, he's just talking, 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 talking. And then Bad Bunny, what does he say? He's like, I cannot understand you. Like, he's just like, yeah. No. He's like, I don't understand a word you're saying. Um, uh, I, I think he said that in, in Spanish. He's like, no te entiendo. Like, I don't under, like, he said it first. Like, I don't get yes. what you're saying. I didn't hear a word you just said. So at the AMAs, he won an award, the very first award of the night, Latin album, I think, of the year. And he started his thank you in English and he literally said like one sentence and then the rest of it was in Spanish, which I was like, God, I love that. I understand what he's saying, so I don't give a fuck. But I also just like love to see that. Um, and especially as someone who was like forced into assimilation and forced to like lose my accent and like really just like focus on speaking English. And uh, it's like, I love that we have uh, such a popular artist who's like doesn't really speak English and doesn't really want to learn English. I mean, he kind of knows a little bit, but not not a lot, um, which I am enjoying very much. And actually, it prompted me to look up other people asking him questions on the red carpet. And I was noticing what he was doing was he was listening for key words, your fashion or your style or your music. And that's what he he would like try in English to answer the questions and then he would go into Spanish which nobody cares they're just like that's fine um, but what was funny was exactly what you just said that fool particularly was like just saying so many like that fool was coked out or some shit because he was just like saying words and here's your oh, 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 and now here's a fucking question that I'm saying really fast and of course he didn't understand him and I also just loved that he was like yeah I don't sorry no to me, it's a weird. It, it's weird to go either extreme. To assume someone speaks no English is fucked up. To assume they speak so much English is fucked up. It could be like a situation where you're just like, hey, like, 
you know, or you just ask them a basic question and then see how they respond and then maybe go more into asking more details because that dude was really just going at him so fast. And it's like, I've never heard Bad Bunny speak English ever. I had never, I didn't think he spoke English. I've heard him speak English here and there. And I definitely when he is on um, like a late night show, Mm -hmm. I mean, people don't know this, but everyone, everything is scripted on a late night show. Everything is prepared. Like there's like, people like share those like clips of like Nicki Minaj, quote unquote, freestyle rapping, random topics. People don't understand like, guys, this is all scripted. She knows exactly what the fucking random words are. Like Mm -hmm. that's how this shit works. This, these shows are designed to make every artist look incredible which is why some of the most viral moments from late night talk shows are moments that are unexpected, you know, because yeah, there wasn't written. Mm-hmm. And, and you can see like the organic terror in a host face or an, or, or a guest face. Um, but like, yeah, when he is, when he does late night or shit, like he's fully prepared and, and yeah. they all agree what they're going to talk about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what's the concept that you have a crush on? Is it just the concept of like not giving a fuck? Kind not, of, or like, like just I, this specifically about, him barely knowing English and him doing so well in this country mm-hmm. and it not mattering. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that. Like mm-hmm. for a kid who, like, like I said, I grew up being like ESL, gotta like, I didn't have to lose my Spanish, but it was like, you aren't gonna survive in this world if like you fucking have this accent if you fucking speak a lot of Spanish all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to look. And it was that, that, which is very common for a lot of the 80s first generation kids, Latino mm-hmm. kids, um, because that is fucking what was, you know, basically beat into us. And mm-hmm. uh, and then, of course, when we got older, our family was like, why don't you speak Spanish? Just like, hold up. <laughs> Y'all you guys did this. <laughs> you did the game. To me. The game was speak English, and now the game is why don't you speak Spanish? That's not fair. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think people should be authentically themselves and not yes. and like not apologetic about it, especially because he's so successful and so talented that he can do whatever the fuck he wants, and he should be able to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yes, and I also just like, and then my brother was like, "That's so weird because Puerto Rico is part of the Americas." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's not in America. Like, it's not in mm-hmm. North America in the sense that like you need to learn English to get by." And in your life you don't that's also what i love is that all his shows he's speaking spanish and the audience is i would say 90 percent latino who is totally fine with that whether they speak it or not they fucking get what's going on and even if you don't speak it you get the fucking vibe mm-hmm. you know the words hopefully of mm-hmm. the song um so i just i love it so much it just says a lot about like latinos and what we're doing and how we just it's like man we're fucking we're so taking over and i love it i love that too and i think that it's i think that as Americans, I wish that we had learned to speak different languages in school. It should be required. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's insane yeah. that we don't speak Spanish and English because so many people speak Spanish. It's wild. I wish that we learned that. So it would have been cool because then that reporter could have just switched to Spanish. Exactly. Exactly. Nope. We. That's the thing is like people, we shouldn't be assumed that everyone speaks English because they have to learn English. So like we assume they should speak. It's like, no, they don't, they don't have to do anything <laughs> and we don't have There's to, this, we shouldn't assume. Yeah. There's this really great clip of, um, I think someone from Univision interviewing Gina Torres on a red carpet. I forget what the movie was that she was promoting or or what the event was that she was at. Um, But it was just really funny because the reporter is from Univision and she starts speaking to her in English and Gina is like, she just starts popping off in Spanish because he's like, she, she says something like, uh, I was looking at you like, why are you talking to me in English? Isn't this Univision? <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's such a good fucking clip 
because you know afro latinos they fucking have no representation uh in this fucking industry and uh it just was kind of great because it was like yeah i mean that girl probably did the thing where she didn't assume that gina knew spanish but then gina was like insulted that mm-hmm. she assumed that she didn't know Spanish, which which goes back to this. Everybody in this country should speak multiple languages, but we're mm-hmm. like the fucking one major first world developed nation that like doesn't encourage information. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's ego. America is run truly so much off of ego and not being like in that capitalist idea of like every man for themselves and success mm-hmm. is how hard you work and not how much you help someone else. Like it's just it feels like it's just all over the place with that. Not all over the place, but that's just how it is. Um, but yeah, that's a lot. Good for Bad Bunny for not giving a fuck. So our next segment is Insider Edition. Insider Edition. Insider. Okay, we going inside. I saw this article today in Los Angeles Times that was like, you may not know their names, but you know the parents of these seven actors, <laughs> which first of oh, all, geez. what a big fuck you to the actors. But then again, they probably deserve it because they're famous kids. Um, but it was just this article that was just like talking about all of these famous kids and all of the projects and movies that they have coming up. And of course, they're all like huge product projects and huge movies. Um and I was just watching that show Made. Have you seen the show Made on Netflix? I don't think so. What's Speaking that of one? Maids. It was good, actually. I, I, first, I feel like I kept resisting it because it was like, oh, this like sad white mom, you know, can't get a break and she's poor and what, it's just going to be stupid. Like, I just figured it'd be kind of basic, but it was actually a really good show. And then I realized that the star of that show, I realized today, Margaret Qualley is Andy McDowell's daughter and Andy McDowell is in Made too. And I was like, oh God, I just keep, I feel like I just can't stop seeing famous people's kids and or meeting people thinking they're just in the industry and then like googling them and then their parents have a link which means their parents are somehow in the industry as well like it's getting to the point where it's just like the people like us (laughs) that just like have worked to get into the world of this world are very rare I feel like at this point it's crazy it's not I don't know if rare is the word I think that so often it's just it has confirmed that being connected is very important mm-hmm. and like the the quicker that connection happens which you know means at birth now you're connected to fucking annie mcdowell it's like yeah she and you know she's probably been working since she was a kid we just didn't see it or she was in a fucking commercial as a little kid and it was just an easy hire and that's what sucks it's like these children get to build a resume based off of just like because you know how easy it is when you're on a set oh we need a fucking whatever we just should get a little kid oh well my little kid's available i mean that is how easy that shit is mm-hmm. it's not even like we want to go through the the way that you're supposed to go through this shit just hire this dog or this kid or whoever is like nearby mm-hmm. and that's what's frustrating because then people don't realize like you know you're building a resume and then by the time you're fucking 20 years old you fucking look like you're the pro but really you're not a pro you're just first connected yeah and then the kid who had nothing who fucking put themselves through theater school or whatever they're fucking suffering because they which is I think one of the earlier episodes we talked about when we were when we were in New York actually and we talked about how like 
at the beginning of the pandemic, I had this audition and then mm-hmm. I was like so mentally unstable that I was like, there's just no way I can do this audition. And it was like no surprise that the person who got it was someone who was a daughter of, you know, someone famous and established. Cause it's like, yeah, she's fine. Like financially she's fine. Her, mm-hmm. He's probably still seeing her acting coach. Like she's chill. Well, that's what, it, yeah. And that's what it is too, is it's like people that have to go to school and work their way through the ranks and also have to wait tables or do God knows what to get themselves to support themselves. Right. It's a way harder path. It's a lot longer. I mean, it's not impossible. Like, you know, I worked at of second course. city and it was like tons of people from second city will just book a show and be, you know, good after that. But it is crazy because it is there. Like, it's like they're already there. They're the door. They're inside the house. And yeah. we're like slowly making our way to the door is kind right. of what it's like. And so well, it's, it's, I don't even think it's to me. It doesn't even bother me. It's just like, really? Again, another famous kid. Like nobody's just like organically making it. It bothers me when they're not good. Yeah. That's when it bothers me. Exactly. And most of the kids they put in this article, because I was prepared to be like, ugh, but most of the kids they put in these articles are like fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid, Tilda Swinton's kid, Dakota Johnson, who's I first wanted to not like her, but I like her. And like Martha Plimpton, who is also an amazing actress. So it's like they come, you know, it's in the DNA to have these skills. My mom can sing so I can sing. And like, you know, Martha Plimpton's dad is Keith Carradine. So then she's a good actress. Just, you know, it's in the genes. But right. so it's like I, it's fair. But at the same time, it's obnoxious. Yeah, to me. It, is obnoxious. it is obnoxious. It is totally obnoxious. Yeah. It's just that access that people have. Um, and yeah. I think most of the people on that list were white. Yeah, pretty sure. I just clicked out of it. But yeah, they're mostly white. I'm pretty sure. I haven't. I well, I was going to say, well, that's what's interesting, too, is that, like, yeah. that diversity, that's why, A, diversity is important, because it's, like, then that trickle-down nepotism kind of assists with, like, a lot of the black and brown actors. I mean, that's what's crazy about, like, Disney just having their first, like, Asian lead. It's, like, mm-hmm. now, <laughs> hopefully, if this man has kids, hopefully they'll be in the industry if that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that thing of, like, damn, that's why we have to get this representation diversity shit early because it's like this list would be different if diversity was important in the 90s well yeah and it's like that's why hopefully the gatekeepers will eventually (laughs) i was gonna say the gatekeepers will eventually die but it was like hopefully the gatekeepers will start changing out we'll get more people of color that are in charge and producing and making it is happening it is happening it it is happening it's taken till now for that you know it takes a lot. It took a long time. And now hopefully those people will. If, yeah, because it's like if we're going to see legacies, I want to see more. What's that guy's name? Michael Washington or Denzel Washington's kid mm-hmm. who's like a great actor. But yeah, it's like we need we need to we need to keep cycling through so that we do get more diversity in there. Because because yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood's so white. Hashtag just kidding. It's getting it is getting a lot better, but we it is want to see more. And our next topic is spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Spoiler alert. Okay, look, if you if you don't want any episodes of Love Life to be spoiled, um, please fast forward. Skip ahead to 50-50. So I did watch the show. It was already on my watch list, but you had reminded me, and so I fucking binged the fuck out of it this weekend. And I yeah. fucking loved it. It was an emotional roller coaster. I also I started realizing when I was watching it. What is the actor's name? I always forget his name. I can't I can't remember if it's William Jackson Harper or William Harper Jackson, but it's yes, those it's three names those. in the some, yeah, some it's order. Jackson Harper Williams. Um, yeah. 
he i it took me a few episodes to realize that he looks like one of my exes and i was like this is a little stressful for me <laughs> um and i was like but you know what this is fine but he did have those he has those crazy eyebrows and they made a joke ab- about it in the show and it cracked me up because i was like that's what the eyebrows look like and i wish i could remember what the joke was but um i loved it Oh, bald eagle eyebrows. That's what they called. I gotta see this freaking picture. Oh, yeah, he does totally have bald eagle eyebrows and eyes, for that matter. That's hilarious. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I love this. This I loved how this is how shit... This is how dating really is. And mm-hmm. it was, And uh, I'm assuming the first season was just as reflective as dating, but I didn't watch it because I don't really fuck with that actress. Um, and I like Jackson William Harper. We think we should just call him something different every time. And Billy. William Jackson Harper is so... He's so good. Mm-hmm. He's also so hot, like, neck down type shit. Holy fuck. Like, sir, he's one of those secret bodies. Yeah. He's, like a, he's like, where you see the face, you're like, oh, he cute. He gonna, like, you know, help me with my homework and stuff. Right. And then he takes his shirt off and you're like, oh, my God. What the fuck is this? Yeah, been, it was like that's swindled. A, that's, that's the body of a man who's been bullied. I mean, yeah. holy fuck. One million percent. That's exactly what that is. It's just like he you can tell he's got some nerdy tendencies, but he's like, fuck that. I'm taking yeah. control. I will whoop your ass. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but I loved I love I mean, I love Jessica. She's so great. Yeah. Um, not just because she's tall, but I also just love that she was like, I'm a size 11 in women's. And I was just like, wow, I love that. That's big for representation right there. I yeah. love it. I respect it. We need more of it. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, I really yeah, like that show. Good. She was good, and I don't remember. I don't think I've ever seen, if unless I just can't remember seeing her act in something and not play Jessica her, Jones. Not oh, I didn't see that. Oh, it's good. Oh, I, I need really to see that. I enjoyed it, but it's it, she's very much being herself. Yeah, which I kind of I, really I love like that. Mm-hmm. Me too. She's great. So I love I love that she's just get, getting to be herself. I mean, for a lot of people, that is what they want, and I love that we because there's also some people you're just like. You alone are great. Like we should see more of you. Like I like Ron Funches, he always plays himself and shit. And I'm like, yeah, we should see more Ron Funches. People need Ron Funches in their life, you know? Yeah, he's on that show that I'm on Jellystone. And I was like, okay. who is this voice? His voice is so good. Like he's just like great. He's a great character, even though that's like who he is. Right. So yeah, I want to see more of that. But yeah, Love Life is great. I like I like how it's like showing, you know, how you miss somebody and you're the mm-hmm. timing can be totally off. And I don't think that that always means it's not supposed to be. So it's and that's kind of what, you know, spoiler alert, Love Life shows us that like even if you keep missing each other, someday you might be able to connect yeah i mean i that i think that messaging fucked me up a little bit because i was like i just got over this dude i don't yep. need to be thinking about potentially being up with him in the future like that i that was what was really fucking with me it's like, it's like no bitch i just stopped having these thoughts please yep. don't trickle back into my fucking head um so that freaked me out a little bit but i also was like bitch stop projecting just enjoy this show i almost stopped watching it because it got a little too much for me and then i was like no 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 this is a fucking show just yeah. watch it stop well if he looks stop. like your ex and there's any similarity to maybe what would have happened with an ex there's no way to kind of, i mean it makes yeah. you think you're like this would be my dream scenario if that's what you want um right. it was, but yeah it was fucking fucked it was weird it was yeah that is weird, weird. I'm glad you finished it, though. I liked that one a lot. And yeah, season one is fine. It's just I liked season two better. It was more interesting for me. I just like that he also was like uh, trying different things. I was like, I love when they show that. I love when they show the awkwardness of dating, but also like how something sweet can just kind of unravel so quickly or something 
that you or like a red flag that you just don't pay attention to like when um what's her name ego moved ego. in when yeah she moved in and then it was just like oh i know where this is going but like when does he figure out where, where it's going like that that was also like that episode with her with the two actually two episodes with her cracked me up because i was like this is how men are this mm-hmm. is how men date they they start drowning before they realize that they can get out literally you know? like his that apartment became covered in all of her stuff and like he doesn't notice it until it's gotten out of hand it's, it totally is that men will drown before they realize it yeah and i i i really appreciated that because it's like we don't get to see we i don't think we get to pro- properly see how men are in actual life when it comes to dating yeah. and i also love the friends episode like the homies i mean the homie dating the ex is like crazy but i i loved i love that I love a show that's about dating, but then it also shows the importance of friendship that I loved. I loved all that. Me too. And you know what I liked too, because you never see it on TV, is the conversation that Jessica and um, William, Billy Jackie Harpson, (laughs) you see what I did? Um, They had like a conversation when they first met about his wife being white and how she was Mm. just like, oh yeah, I figured. Like that kind of conversation is so fucking real. And like... I date white guys. Listen, I get it. I get it all the time. And like the conversations right. that are, that re- evolve around that, that happen around that is so interesting. And then when he was dating a black woman, she was like, you know, thank you for coming back to us or like right, whatever. Just right, those little right. things that you never see on TV. I thought it was so cool because that's, that's what dating is now. Right. Those right. kinds of conversations. And if it's important or how it feels dating somebody that's, you know, of color, of your color, whatever right. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good one. I also just like that she when she was like you're gonna you're gonna be with a white woman and then the next scene is him fucking a white lady and he was like no but it's like we know we know i mean but that again is what you're saying is that's how those conversations actually are that is actually how we people talk to each other how people Mm -hmm. talk to each other and they do have like bigger implications but they can Mm -hmm. also be so lighthearted, which is what their conversations were which is what's so fun because it's like you don't always want to see all the fucking drama trauma you want to see reality which is just somebody giving you shit for dating a white person like i have a friend who when i told him i was dating someone he was like are you being a racist trader like me and dating a white guy and i was like yes bitch you know because this is like it's funny it's not like this deep i mean it can be a deep thing but it's also just a fun thing about kind of like interracial dating and just people's i won't say preferences but what they kind of maybe lean towards more often right preferences i'll say that called nicole what do you say i said they're called preferences they're called preferences but then i feel like when people say but i feel like if you people if you say preferences then people will be like that's racism like it's so ingrained in you and it's like i don't know i mean i i don't know it's like saying like i like if somebody like was like (laughs) i don't know i love freckles and then people were like you know you're you only like one thing because society told you it was beautiful and it's like well that's not fair maybe they just like freckles i don't know yeah i I mean it is it is more common i think for i've noticed with men that they have like theirs is not a preference preference of a type it's like no 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 they want a carbon they want a what is that they want a cardboard cutout Mm -hmm. of the last woman they dated and the woman after that and before that and then the one and then you know what i mean that that's the shit that i don't like i'm like they can't all be the same looking and have the same interests that shit is weird that's no longer that's not a preference you know yeah you can't just keep recreating one the one ex that hurt you when you were 10 like remember when reggie bush dated remember kim and reggie bush kim kardashian 
and Reggie Bush dated and then they broke up and then he was immediately dating a woman who looked exactly like her. I was like, yeah, bro, you're not over her. Oh yeah, I'm looking at pictures of her now. Whoa, she looks exactly like Kim. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's almost embarrassing. It's like, why don't you go to therapy instead of getting the exact same girlfriend in a different so <laughs> dress? Yeah. Anyway, Love Life is good. Y'all watch it, okay? <laughs> this next segment is How Did We Get Here? Um, so you found this. Did you find this story? No, I think Danielle did. <laughs> Such a weird yeah. video. It's an Instagram reel. I feel like we should link it in the show notes of this guy proposing to his girlfriend when she's on the toilet. It's so gross. Everything about it's weird. She's wearing a shower cap. She may be naked. Um, but what is happening? Why? Why is there a video of this? I don't know. I'd be so pissed. Like, I thought that Adele proposal was too much. Mm, me too. This is, this is right there. This is right there because you're um, recording it. Like if I would argue that if he did it without recording it, it would be a hilarious story for them to tell, to share. People wouldn't even believe it, but they would always know that the truth was the truth. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, this man chose to record it. And I just don't like when it seems like you going viral is the most important part of your proposal. And I think the fact that it's recorded at all shows that going viral was the goal. Marriage is not the goal. The wedding might be the goal, but the wedding is the goal because that will get you Instagram likes as well. It's just, I hate, I hate that stuff. I mean, I, that's, this is specific. I do think that I try not to hate on it as much as I used to because there's a specific type of person that's into that shit. But I think it's, I think it is not healthy. It's It's so so strange. Like, that's what I feel like. How did we get here is because it's like, why are all proposals... Even the intimate ones, which that should have been an intimate one. Why are they all that fucking online That is intimacy. Now? That is right. intimacy. And he fucking put it out. Ugh, it's so gross. It's so gross. It's Y'all not just gross propose. if she's shitting. I don't care about her shitting. It's gross no. that he is no. recording yeah. and also like dancing for the camera before he opens the bathroom door. And, and they have money because that bathroom door is expensive. He's not even wearing a shirt. He's wearing boxers or whatever. And it's like, you're just, everything He's about it drugs. is so strange. He's on drugs. He has to be. But I also think that's like um, TikTok, the couples, the TikTok couples are just my nightmare. Like they're just the most annoying people and everything they do is for the camera. You can't believe anything anymore. But most people do believe it. Yeah, it's so Um, weird. How did we get here, y'all? Just How did we get here? Just fall in love. And if you want to propose to your girl while she's taking a shit, if she got IBS and you, you just can't wait. You just don't if record you had it. Full blown diarrhea, and then your man proposed to you. Can you imagine? That's why I wonder if this is real. I mean, her legs are crossed, and she's in like a classic shower cap. Like I'm like, is this real? I don't even know. Someone called it a poop poser, which I do appreciate. <laughs> I shouldn't appreciate that, but I do appreciate it. It's good writing, Nicole. That's what we call them. Oh, that's a good writing. Excellent writing. I will say, I do like when some like a complete stranger catches a proposal. Like yeah. I do like that because yeah. you get the you get the actual intimacy. That those are the only type of proposals that quote unquote go viral that I like. When like the people had no clue, they're just like, oh my god, I think he's proposing to her. Oh my god, oh my god! And the people are just yeah. like freaking out on the beach or whatever. And then they go up to them. They're just like, oh shit, yeah, send us that or don't send us that. I don't know. Um, yeah. Those are my favorite because that's that's like that's you're, you're invading their privacy, which is obnoxious. But mm. you know, they probably think it's cute. 
Definitely. Yeah, I like that. Let's save the art of storytelling, y'all. Quit mm-hmm. being so thirsty for likes. Nobody, people won't even remember you in a year. So just chill out. <laughs> well, um, this is our last episode of the season. We're about That's to take. We're a- going to say ever. <sighs> <laughs> We have to take a little break. We have to do some holiday stuff, live our lives. Um, yeah. How are you feeling about? We've done twenty episodes. That's kind of crazy, episodes. right? It feel it doesn't feel like twenty episodes, but it does Mm-mm. feel like twenty episodes. Does that make sense? It definitely does to me, but it went quickly. I feel like. Yeah, I definitely was like I like at the be- like that first month. I had to be like, oh wait, I have something to do on this date at this time. Like uh, that was that was the one part that was fucking me up a little bit at the beginning, like that first month and a half. I was like, yeah. wait, I can't hang out with you. I have to do work. Yeah, um, that shit was like shocking, um, but it was cool. How's it been for you, Nicole? It's been good. I mean, yeah, I'm the same way where I'm always like, wait, what do I have to do today? And then I'm like, or I'm like, now I'm like, let me take a nap. I'm like, I can't. I got to go record a podcast. But it's been fun. I mean, it's been cool. It's been like this crazy time, too, because we like started when I was in New York. You were in California. The pandemic was... I was going to say that it started when we were like just becoming mm-hmm. friends before the pandemic mm-hmm. and we were like, ooh, we could do this. And then fast forward to the summer where we're actually recording and then it was like we couldn't even see each other. Yep. We're on Zoom. We're in different cities. Then we're going through majorly different like life events. And then right. then life started again. And like, that's yeah. crazy, too. You were touring like it's like it's interesting because it was a what fucking wild time to start anything but yeah so it's been a cool experience and it's been funny to i don't know just every week be like i'm having a mental breakdown let me go do a podcast or like i'm feeling fucking great let me go do a podcast you never know what it's gonna be (laughs) or like where we're gonna be yeah you never know (laughs) that's really wild it's been interesting it's been a lot of ups and downs Um, what are you doing for thanksgiving are you spending family time eating i'm gonna be eating my dad moved thanksgiving dinner to lunch many years ago so i'm excited because we eat so early we don't have to wait and then we have the pancon chumpe for dinner so i'm very excited about that and then this weekend i'm working um opening for Hassan and Felipe in San Francisco so I'm so fucking excited I'm doing six shows maybe seven I'm gonna try to squeeze them all in but I'm, I'm like I have a goal of doing an outfit change for every show yes 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 are you gonna take pictures and stuff I hope so I mean yeah. uh there's just there there's just like such big shows I was like I'm gonna have a fucking look I've been like going crazy on boohoo because they have a tall sections I've just been like <laughs> buying so much shit from them and I have a bunch of outfits planned what about that you what's, what's your awesome. Thanksgiving plans um I'm doing like a little Friendsgiving chill thing, cooking one dish, um, just going to be enjoying. I'm cooking. I'm cooking green bean casserole, which I'm realizing might be a Midwest thing. I didn't realize this. Have you ever had green bean casserole? We make it every year. My mom makes it every year. Okay. So you've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. People I'm making it with have never heard of it before. Okay. And so I was like, that's interesting because I thought that everybody made that. I thought it was just like a staple at Thanksgiving. But then I read an article and it said it's a Midwest thing. But no, it's not. Okay. Good. Well, my... I just know that um, there's those fucking onion, those dried onions that you Mm -hmm. can put on the top of the... It's the recipes on the back of that Mm -hmm. container. So it it is accessible to everyone. Um, But I was just cracking up because uh, when that that Friendsgiving that I made that turkey with, where my friends were like, they're losing their minds. um, My black homegirl was like, 
bitch, who the fuck? Your mom makes green bean casserole? Do they have that in El Salvador? And I was like, no, bitch. We were just trying to include an American dish in our Thanksgiving meals. And I think I started with my sister. Uh, I don't remember how. Because it's like just a super easy, but it's super good uh, dish to have. And um, every I, it was just funny because like I I mean I talked about it. it was like a black and brown like friendsgiving so they all were like tripping that there was green bean casserole and I was like it's just green beans guys like it's not like you can just eat green beans I don't understand why you guys gotta make it such a like a stinky conversation I'm like you don't ha- also you don't have to eat it I mean right. I'll eat it it's also hella good mm-hmm. um, but I love green bean casserole we make it every year. Me too. I'm excited to eat. I'm excited to be not working and be just like super fucking lazy the whole time. It's the best part of Thanksgiving. (laughs) That is the best part of Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, so we'll be back in January, you guys. Don't even trip. We'll be back. Um, You'll just have to follow our stories to get updates on us and the shit that we're talking. Nicole, where can people find you? You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Nicole Thurman, N-I-C-C-O-L-E-T-H-U-R-M-A-N. How about you? You guys know where to find me. I did want to just uh, ask everyone, you know, it is the holidays and we are taking a break. So I'm going to encourage you all to, you know, donate to your local food bank. Uh, local churches are always accepting non-perishables to give out. Um, and if you want something more specific, there is a uh, organization I follow on Instagram called Celebration Nation Org. They're right now through December 10th accepting sweatshirts and jackets for farm workers um, who need sweatshirts and jackets. Um, or find something local. Um, please, you know, even if you don't think you can donate, you can you can fucking find a five and give and give it to a homeless guy. Like just you know, and you know, I always think about that meme where someone's like, "Some lady told me not to give the the homeless guy my five dollars because he's gonna spend it on drugs." And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get my five dollars back because it's like, where can he get drugs for five dollars?" You know. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, guys, look out for everybody during the break. I won't be here to lecture you every week. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Yeah. Don't troll. Don't troll online. It's the holidays. Be nice. Let Marcella do it. But you don't do like she does. Just be nice, everybody else. Um, another thing I forgot to say <laughs> is that the show that I worked on with Maya Rudolph and Andy Samberg is coming out on December 4th. It's called Baking It on Peacock. So please watch it. It's going to be really funny and cute. And it's a fucking holiday baking show. Like, it's That's just great. The, what everybody wants. So yeah. enjoy it. Watch the show. Donate. Be good people. We love you all. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. I also will say, if you don't feel like being a good person, uh, that's where you just go and donate, and then you go be a bitch in your life. That's also perfectly acceptable. You know, think about a great steward. Solution. Just be like, I'm reacting, but you know mm-hmm. what? I'm, my heart is in the right place. That's totally mm-hmm. fine with me too. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening to the scroll down. We appreciate you guys, and we will be back in January. And we want to give a shout out to Danielle Jones Wesley, our super producer, and our incredible sound engineer Stephanie Aguilar for making these 20 episodes so fucking great. And I hope they're with us while we return. I guess we'll find out on the scroll down.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.